Welcome back to In the Newsroom. My name is Nicole Hamburg and I will be your host for this episode. On March 12, 2020, the Big Sky Conference announced that all intercollegiate competition for all spring sports was canceled due to COVID-19 concerns. That announcement left the sports staff at the University of Idaho student-run paper, The Argonaut, without any competitive sports to cover. In this episode, I sat down with Argonaut sports editor Armin Misinovich and Vandal Nason manager and KUI Vandal scoreboard podcast host Zach Kellogg about what exactly the Argonaut has been doing since that March announcement. Uh, my name is Armin Misinovich, and I'm the current sports editor of the Argonaut. I started last spring, and this is my second semester. Currently, the staff has been focusing on ways to continue writing about sports with no sports actually happening. Uh, yeah, we've mainly been focusing on covering more exercise-oriented stories along with outdoor program and what they're kind of doing and just different events that they cover. So different, they've planned outdoor trips and we, that's just been our focus for right now. And then we cover the sports stories that come up. Like I've been talking to coaches just to see their plans for the fall as everything shifts to the spring. And so it's it's been tough. Even though things have been different for the sports staff, Misinovich is ready to jump back into things while keeping in mind the athletes and the staff in the athletic department and what they are going through. It's still up in the air. It definitely, I think it depends on it just talking to the media personnel that are associated with sports. So someone like Joe St. Pierre, Paige McFeel and Whitehall, and just seeing what their kind of requirements are for us attending or maybe even being available during Zoom. I'm not really sure exactly what the whole setup is going to be. It's it's definitely going to be a lot just because everyone's going to be participating. Like every sport is just going to be like pushed into the that semester. And I'm not really sure like how they're planning on scheduling like sports yet. Like I'm not sure what, how that's going to look. If there's going to be, I feel like just going to be so many people just in and out. So we'll just have to wait and see on that one. I think for me personally, it's just being like courteous to athletes to, cause it's been a while for them since they've really, they've really been in like actively competing. And so I'm sure they're going to have a lot of jitters and maybe be a little anxious to answer some questions, but it, I think it all just depends on just correct timing and just being careful of what you say. I mean, everyone's kind of in a weird situation. So we all have to like kind of work together just to like get an understanding of, kind of what's going to happen because sometimes we probably won't get the content we want. We're just going to be patient. That's just how it's going to have to be, honestly. Misinovich said he plans to cover club sports as well when appropriate when they start competing again. Do you guys have a plan for covering like club sports again, kind of like how you did before COVID hit? Yeah, we're uh, we're setting, setting that up right now. As of right now, they're just kind of they're not really competing yet. They're just kind of getting, you know, just meeting each other and just making some small practices and just get, getting to know each other. So we're looking to cover the club sports that are competing. Vandal Nation is the website and social media for the Argonaut Sports section, and that is managed by Zach Kellogg. So my name is Zach Kellogg. Um, I am the manager for Vandal Nation, which is our sports website and social media for the Argonaut, and I also work for KUOI or QE, um, running the Vandal Scoreboard podcast. I have been at the Argonaut since the tail end of my freshman year. So, you know, 2018, February 2018, I think is when I very first got there. And 
So obviously a large part of your job is like social media for Vandal Nation. Um, so could you talk about a little bit of your social media strategy, either at the start of the pandemic or how it's changed, whatever you feel. So that's kind of been the big challenge that we've had is how do you plan social media posts when there's not really a bunch of sports going on, especially with what we try to be relevant with is the University of Idaho and the athletics that go on in Moscow, you know, really with the teams that <laughs> play underneath the Vandal, you know, title. Um, so we've been able to kind of, you know, get stories to continually update and we're trying to implement new strategies. The biggest challenge though has been that our kind of our go-to for fan interactions that we've always been that one-stop shop where if you want photos from the game, you want interviews from the players, you want stories or you want updates on how these teams are doing that not everyone's going to write about, like mostly papers write about, you know, the football team and the basketball team and that's it. We want to try and cover all our bases, but without having to be able to show off the tremendous photo work that we have of Sadie Brass, our photo, our sports photographer and photo editor, you know, it's just been a big challenge to try and find, okay, what works? What do we have? especially since, you know, the Argonaut with the change in staff every seemingly every year, every two years, the way things are done always changes. So having archives of photos or records, which would normally be great to go back on and have throwback posts, which is something we tried to do. Sometimes they just aren't as set in stone as, um, as we'd like to be. Cause you know, someone one year just did it one way and it's just kind of got lost in the shuffle of time. And so then even something that happened eight years ago, you don't exactly have that, photo that could really capture a moment that you could do for throwback Thursday posts or, you know, a, a collection of things that could be, you know, um, they could help illustrate on Instagram and Twitter to show, because really that's all you can do in sports is just remember the times that there were since nothing is really going to be happening for a bit, especially here. And we can't get photos and stuff and really do stories of things going on within athletics at the moment right now. So it's very challenging. And so to answer your question, we are still working on that. I'm not like, you know, that's even the big, you know, sports giants like ESPN, Bleacher Report, The Ringer, you know, those big sports media outlets, the reason that they can still be successful, they have such a large catalog of posts they can schedule out or have on a backlog to move in when you have a drought in content or a drought in, um, in, a, in a product. So they always have something that can go out that they know will get likes, they know people will like. I mean, that, that's a multi-billion dollar companies that are able to do that. We're just students that are trying to work our second or third jobs and doing what we want to do. So it's been a challenge, but we're going to continue moving forward and see what happens and try and get better every day. So Most people know that all sports at the University of Idaho will be played in the spring. However, Kellogg took a minute to explain what exactly that means, not only for the athletes, but the Argonaut sports staff. Well, so obviously all the sports are moved to the spring and could you explain like what exactly that means for somebody who may not know sports or what it means to have all these sports all at once? Okay. So yeah, that's been something that, uh, that, that especially with like my family or people that I know that don't really follow sports or don't really know like what these things mean that someone like me who literally follows it on a day-to-day -day basis. So the sports schedule is usually broken up into three different sections, sometimes four of the fall, the winter, and the spring. Fall sports usually usually kind of um, doesn't really matter what the weather is like. It's, it's kind of one of those things where you can play in any environment. So you have soccer, you have uh, soccer and football are really the two main ones. Then tennis can kind of get thrown in there along with cross country and some track and field. 
Um, and then in the winter, you have sports that need to be played in controlled environments, such as basketball, uh, volleyball can get kind of can crossover between the two. But essentially what COVID-19 has done is that has not made a safe environment for any of these sports to operate despite the conditions that they'll be played in. So, you know, even, I mean, we see teams playing now with like at the high school or some of the bigger levels, but it's quite simply either they have less people they need to worry about or they have more resources, more resources to handle um, containing the, uh, the pandemic or making sure the players are being safe and healthy. So what this means is try the reason why they also divide it up is that just makes it easier to manage because you know we have sports information directors or sids who information directors what they do is they regulate what comes out of these teams and how interviews are done and pretty much they help these athletes since they aren't professionals and really they have a lot more things going on it helps create kind of you know that that barrier so they aren't just being constantly bombarded with tweets or requests or emails trying to get information out they serve as kind of the information output to everyone else so the biggest thing for, for people, I think, that need, to under, that need to understand is it's not just that all these sports are going to be played in the spring, which means we're going to have a lot, probably a lot of sports going on every single day or every other day, which means a very hectic moving of equipment, moving of facilities, athletes having a very tight schedule to practice, to, to do film, to work out, and then to get ready for their games or events or matches. You're going to have this this huge cluster of of things that usually takes the place over eight months condensed down to what will probably be a four-month period of you know even from february to may with seasons that sometimes take up that whole window you're trying to cram what is it the 13 some odd sports of you know swim and dive tennis golf track and field cross country soccer men's women's basketball volleyball football I mean, that is, it is just an extraordinary amount to have to go on in one time. And it's, it, for, for me, it's, it appears to be the safest and best option is just to push it back and see what happens. But um, the biggest thing will be trying to manage and trying to have this go off because even the big sports leagues, even the big sports stadiums, they'll have, you know, all these things go on in one, at one time or in one place, but they have billion millions and millions of dollars to play with and you know usually a more concentrated goal in athletics and at ui we just have so much more that goes on it's going to be a challenge i i think with the people i've worked with in athletics they'll be able to do it it's just going to be you know a big burden and a big use of energy to make sure it goes off correctly it's done safely and people can have a season that can actually be enjoyed and actually can happen so with once sports actually like start back up again, that'll be in January and things stopped in March. That's almost a year like of just no like competitive play. Is there any nerves like going back into covering games? I mean, yeah, even when I do it on a week to week basis or a night to night basis, I mean, I still get a little get a little fluttery in my chest. You know, I'd want to I get a little excited and I, you know, I try and shake the nerves out. I mean, yeah, there's going to be some nerves there's going to be you know some some definite excitement and probably some noticeable little shakiness in the voice of just trying to get back in the swing of things because it's just like anything else you do you don't do something for a year I mean I practice on and off again just to try and keep my wits and make sure I keep thinking about it but I mean it's just like as as if we were as a journalist if you took a whole year off didn't write didn't really cover anything didn't really do anything like that or if you were say like a programmer like in working with computers, you take a year off, you're going to miss a lot of the things that got an update. You're going to miss a lot of the ways you could have done your job better or just frankly, just making sure you hone your skills. 
I'm, I'm a little nervous and I'm not, but I'm really excited to come back and just get back in the swing of things. Um, and I'm actually scheduled to start working um, because Moscow high football is coming back and their season is going to be played in the Kibbe dome, at least for two of their four games. Um, and so I get, I am the play by play guy for that. So I get to call two games at the Kibbe dome for the Moscow bears. And uh, yeah, I'm definitely, you know, a little nervous just wanting to make sure I do a good job because it's my senior year and I want to make sure I do it right. Cause you know, as this thing has, as this pandemic has shown big things like this can really take away what you love to do and make opportunities hard to come by. So you got to enjoy every single time. I, I can join every time I can put on a headset, I can hold a camera and I can interview a player or coach. Currently, Kellogg and Misinovich are the only experienced sports reporters at the Argonaut. They have received help from other reporters from different sections when they can, but they are focused on trying to increase staff before the spring. So obviously the sports staff at the ARG has been really small for a really long time. Um, and with the such increase in like games and stuff, do you and Armin have a plan for like getting more people to help you guys? I mean, we have been trying to get people coming back even when things weren't totally crazy and off the rails. And this goes back to even Chris Dermer, the former sports editor when he was there, even when Meredith Spellring was there as a sports editor. This has been an issue and, and really maybe not as much across the entirety of the Argonaut and student media because, you know, the news section always has a good staff. The life section opinion always has three to four people to help with them. Um, but I would say like design and sports has always been two areas where staff is hard to come by because usually it takes a very, a person that wants a specific goal or specific interest in a field because with life or, or arts and culture as some people, or as it used to be called, or, you know, news and opinion, that can cover so many topics and that, and so you can find kind of your niche in there with sports, that sports kind of mantra, that sports title just turns off a lot of people because either they don't know it or they just don't really simply care about it. Same thing, I think, which goes with design of you have to have a specific skill set or specific interest to want to use Adobe InDesign, craft pages, work on creating illustrations and graphics, and to make, but to try and cover probably like 13 some sports, um, probably one happening every day, it, it'll probably be a, a real tight turnaround and everything. And so, yeah, we're trying to get more people in. I think we hired one new sports writer, in fact, but it's just, you just want to get people in that want to learn. They want to embrace the culture and, and what it means to actually be a journalist because we'll, we'll teach everyone the skills, what they need to know. We're very patient. I mean, I've been here for three years, and so I feel like I know the ropes enough to help out whoever comes in. That's all for this episode of In the Newsroom. The next episode will be posted at the end of October. This has been Nicole Hamburg, and thank you for listening. All songs from this episode were created using Soundtrap.